Tonight on the Cat Scared Podcast, we talk about 2013's The Conjuring. Daddy? Yes, dear? Can we play hide and clap? I told you not to talk about my chlamydia on the air. I'm a dick! Hello everyone, my name's Campbell, I'm Michael, and this is the Cat Scare Podcast. Of course, if you listen to the intro, you would already know that, um, and I guess you also already know what we're talking about today, and that is 2013, James Wan directed The Conjuring, a, yeah, yeah, a big hit, or big clap, one or the other. Yep, so, ha! Okay, alright. Um, the Conjuring series is a a billion dollar series that has uh, enamored the public um, and they have uh, had sequels upon spinoffs upon sequels of spinoffs upon spinoffs of spinoffs um, they really have they, they got a whole cinematic universe yeah yeah like besides Marvel the next I would say the Conjuring universe is just as big and kind of like the Fast and the Furious one too so yeah the, those are like the three big franchises. Uh, when a movie comes out, regardless of how good or bad it is, people are going to go see it. It's, it's really an amazing thing. Uh, the hype train for this stuff can be. And one thing I've noticed about the Conjuring series that I don't understand at all is, do you know most of them are rated R? It is? Yes. How did they get the R rating? There wasn't for even anything. Suspense and Terror. Okay. <laughs> so, so that I think that it's just a ploy for the co- production companies to force the M- what, what is it, MPAA or whatever, to well, a horror movie that doesn't have an R rating is considered it just it doesn't. It's do considered well. trash, except for Drag Me to Hell, which is an amazing PG thirteen horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and back in the early two thousands, R rated generally horror movies were mostly your slashers. But it started gearing towards PG-13 to get butts in the seat because it was a perfect date night movie. Well, really, it used to be like PG. A lot of horror movies are yeah. PG. Yeah, and there was, like the t- there was like tits and dicks in them all the time. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Not, Nightmare on Elm Street, first one. Yeah, PG. Re- PG. It's PG. I mean, literally blood shooting out of a bed, and it's PG. Now, now like I said, you could have a drop of blood fall on a bed from menstruating... <laughs> And that would be a rated R movie. But anyway, life has changed. We have changed. Movies have changed. Um, this horror movie, uh, I remember seeing it in the theaters myself. Uh, it was a rainy day in Charleston. I remember my buddy Kyle and I, 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 and actually I went to a friend's house and their little son told me about it. He was like, did you hear about The Conjuring? I was like, yeah, I mean, I've seen the commercials and stuff, and I probably will go see it. And he was like, that Annabelle stuff, all this stuff is true. So I remember going on this website, and, like, it would show pictures of the movie and pictures of the real thing and stuff, and, like, it enamored me. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, and as a... Okay, not only do I love horror, I love shitty paranormal ghost shows, okay? I don't truly believe in ghosts. (laughs) But I love those shows. Fake fan. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, how does a guy... I do believe in Bigfoot and aliens. How does a guy who 
generally doesn't believe in anything supernatural enjoy this stuff so much. I guess I guess because I don't have the mindset for it, these movies give it to me in a different way. And those TV shows do it too. But Ed and Lorraine Warren used to be on those shows when I was growing up. And they would be and I I mean they would have Lorraine Warren walking through a house and it's like I feel a dark presence here. <laughs> and they're like, and they're, those people are eating up. They're like, what? I know it. I knew it. We heard the cupboard slam last night. And he's like, I think someone died in the cupboard. <laughs> it said, did, did you have a son? And they, they were like, yeah, his name was his name was Ed. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, How did you know? His, his son's, his son, your son's name started with the A, B, D, C, D. It's Dean. Dean. Oh, Dean. Dean's right here with me. Um, and... Ed, Ed, Ed's a demonologist. There's obviously a demon here. Here, give us some money. <laughs> Troopy told Ed and Lorraine Warren war shysters. They were charlatans that preyed upon victims from what I read. Now, a lot of people defend them, and that they have the right to defend them. But I'm going to say that those people were using victims. They were, they were taking advantage of victims like gypsies and fortune tellers do. People who are weak-minded, who believe in spirituality, and although they probably took advantage, they probably provided closure for people. So they provided a service, whether that service was real. That's like, uh, I'm sure we'll end up talking about this one day, but The Last Exorcist. Yeah, or The Last Exorcist. The Last Exorcism is a great found footage. It's not really found footage, it's documentary style. But that was one that was very surprising. Um, it's got the dude that's in Better Call Saul, which is he's very good. We're gonna we're not here to talk about uh, the <laughs> the fairness of charlatans in modern society. We're here to talk about how they were able to squeeze pennies out of all of y'all even more through <laughs> James Wan's Conjuring. Um, so I'm gonna go in and tell you this: as my experience in the theater was wonderful. It was a long time since I saw, I guess you would consider this 1970s ghost house type movie. You yeah. know, slow pans. Yeah, I think this, uh, yeah. this in 1971 yeah, yeah. is when this takes place. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they, they kept the film style in the era, which was very cool. And it's been a long time since we saw a horror movie use that. Now, he, he fine-tuned it from Insidious... Which I still was think Insidious it, first. Insidious was first. Really, okay. he fine tuned that. I saw it after. They saw they saw how much money Insidious made, but a paltry budget, and then gave him all the money he needed to make a big budget horror flick. And I guess it worked out for Warner Brothers. So not only do they have The Conjuring, they've got it. They've got they they have really besides Disney, they have really put all their eggs in their horror directors. Now they're doing DC movies. So... Well, I think th- this movie... Because I remember this movie came out. I also saw it in the theaters. I saw it with... Uh, at the time, it was my girlfriend. We had just started dating mm. not too long. and Hold so, my hand. I'm scared. I mean, yeah, we'd only been dating uh, like three months or so. Yeah, that's a good so, one. Uh, snuggle up. Uh, yeah, she almost broke my hand watching this movie uh, because she was that scared of it. Um, and at the time, I, I was getting tired of this uh, this like found footage 
trope, yeah. uh, paranormal activity was still very huge. And, and, I, and I have a, I have another confession to make. I really like found footage. So, I, I like it to an extent. It's either really well done or very poorly very done. Very poorly done. And there's a lot <laughs> of just mediocre movies. And so to see a real good-looking, big-budget horror movie... Yeah. Uh, it was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. A I did not of, see Insidious before, so... A I breath of rotted meat. A breath of rotted meat air. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, James Wan uh, started out with the Saw franchise. Uh, Saw was another big franchise that... I hit it. I mean, the guy. I, I hate to say it, the guy. Everything he touches turns to fucking gold. I mean, I mean, he's got a good hand. He's got a, a good eye. He uses a lot of really cool techniques. I, I'll talk about a couple in this movie that I really enjoyed. I like. I like. In, not, not inventive, but I like people trying something different. And when that really clicks, it makes me go, ah, "That's fucking cool." Um, but I guess what we really should do is we should go over the synopsis. Yeah. So, I'm going to read the plot. Thank you, Wikipedia. And we're going to talk about some things as we go through the plot. Okay. In 1971, Roger and Carolyn Perrin move into a farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, the scariest state, with their five daughters, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. And I don't know. They're so interchangeable, I barely know who they are, except for the one that goes, there's something under my bed. Well, she's, well, she's that, a good actress. We'll get more into it, but yeah. every character except for Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. So, uh, I also have some. I also have a quick note when when we get to it. Okay. I, I really I wrote extensive extensive notes on Hereditary, but The Conjuring I kind of just wrote shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it didn't kind of catch me like Hereditary or The Evil Dead. Um, their dog. It so. Once again, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. Their dog, Sadie, refuses to enter the house, and Nancy and Christine, while playing a game of hide and clap, find a boarded-up entrance into the cellar. Um, Paranormal events occur within the first few nights. All the clocks stop at exactly 3.07 a.m. I got a question. Were all the clocks completely synced? (laughs) Because... Oh, yeah. So three oh seven, this clock, and he's the ghost is sitting there going, "Damn, they set this one too far back." All right, three oh seven, stop. <laughs> the, you know what I mean? The, the ghost, because you know the ghost kind of has a physical presence. It's literally just running back and forth. Yeah, it's like, God. oh, this uh-huh. one, three oh seven. Oh, I gotta push it back up a little bit. Um, I was just picturing this ghost like waiting at like the break room, <laughs> like like looking at his clock. Um, damn, they could have set these things closer. Um, birds are flying into their windows, and Sadie is found dead in the backyard. And would you... I wanted to bring this this topic up. Okay? We have had three horror movies. We had four types of animals dead. So we've had cats, dogs, birds, and more birds. It may have been actually just three. But why do you have to kill these animals? Is that just to show that the presence is there and it don't give a fuck if it's man's best friend? Well, I mean, you can kill an animal and it doesn't affect the story. I know, but you I'm kill, like, I'm like, why you are you gonna keep killing animals? <laughs> what they do? That, that's like one of my big gripes with a lot of horror movies. Like, uh, 
I mean, you, we'll we'll get out of this. Keep keep going with the synopsis. I will say that I will. I will say that this. Interject. I will say that this plot left out one key part of it. What? The fucking beginning. Annabelle. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So okay. The very beginning shows two nurses talking with people we don't know who they're talking to. They're they're being interviewed. And they're telling this really spooky tale about a doll that is moving about. And I think I really figured out what was wrong with Annabelle. The reason why she's moving about and causing trouble is she, that bitch got cataracts. You look at them eyes, she can't see shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, Ed and Lorraine say, well, um... Obviously, the demon tricked you. Kind of like we're tricking you right now. <laughs> but anyway, it's a very cool... I guess you would consider it a cold opening. It's a very, very yeah. hard and fast beginning. It has a lot of spooks and scares in it. A lot of really cool stuff. Uh, doll movies creep me out anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, the Annabelle doll... Because we both know the... The actual real doll does not look like this. Yeah, it's a Raggedy uh, Ann doll. A, yeah, yeah, Raggedy Ann. But this doll is like taken straight out of uh, like the devil's fucking playpen. It's yeah. crazy. Like the devil's like, hey, give me back my fucking doll. You know? <laughs> Stop. Hey, it's my turn to braid her hair. <laughs> That's my doll. That's my doll and you took it. Um, Yeah, and, and Annabelle does a bunch of crazy stuff with them. Like, uh, you know, they um, they Go, come in and see this... Goes full shining, draws yeah, on the wall. Draws, I mean, like, draws on the fucking ceiling. I miss you. And they do what anyone else does. They decide to just throw the bitch in the trash. Well, guess what? Which I think is the, the most effective scare was whenever they're, like, hearing something knocking. That door's like, bam, bam, bam! Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I got my dog sparking. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But um, that's a great way, and then it, it has a little sting that says, you know, what Ed and Lorraine did, and this is the craziest thing they've ever seen. And then the movie starts. So, But they, they do that Annabelle thing for one jump scare at the end, which I think is effective. Well, without that, the beginning honestly would be very boring. Yeah, uh, yeah, it had to. They, it's just it's like very, the, very slow, but not in, not slow in the way that, like... Uh, hereditary was like hereditary kept me engaged the entire time it's slow paced but for a purpose yes so uh, but the conjuring I mean the characters anyone other than Ed and Lorraine Warren are completely interchangeable cookie cutter uh, characters yeah just mm-hmm. just like alright this is obviously a teenage girl this is a younger teenage girl this is an even younger teenage girl this is a kid, and that's a younger kid. And you could throw any of them in the mix. You could make this one sleepwalking. You could make this one do that one. And, and that, while while you do get invested in Ed and Lorraine Warren, because um, um, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are very good actors and actresses, um, uh, I still, the whole time I'm going, fucking charlatans. Anyway, <laughs> so let's get back to it. So paranormal events. Now, after they bust open the, the um, the cellar, they get they they do a couple things that uh, James Wan's very famous for doing. You get to see the ball, 
the light whenever he, they start turning light you get to see that light which plays tricks too and they play with the little organ down there the piano piano that which all comes back at some yeah. point in time he he there's they're there for a purpose you see them and they will come back to haunt you later paranormal events occur within the first few nights all the clocks stop at exactly 307 birds are flying into their window and Sadie is found dead in the backyard one night Christine encounters a malevolent spirit only she can see prompting her to claim that the spirit wants her family dead. <laughs> Another night, Carol, Carolyn hears clapping in the hallway. When she goes to investigate, she becomes trapped in the basement by the spirit. Okay, I'm going to stop you right here. Okay, that's fine. Why did the spirit not do... Oh, okay, I know why. Because uh, they do explain the rules. The three the rules, the baby, three that rules. all sound very but cool But this together. is one of my things for... Like these ghost movies. First, this ghost is powerful enough to have killed the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, right away. Like, like actually did. Um, but the ghost says it needs a a surrogate, or it needs a body to possess to be able to kill other things. You know, he possessed the mom, killed the daughters. Yeah. Why? I Why not just kill, kill the mom there? In fact, like the door... In any other good horror movie, if the door closes and you just hear like banging on it, help, 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 uh, and no one comes, they cut away, that person should be dead. <laughs> well, you know, I, I noticed this about the movie, because um, I, I, didn't, I didn't see this before in the other times I've seen it, but <laughs> there was... Um, <laughs> mom's I mean, frantically... Ah, help! Help! And then, like at the very end, when Dad drives up, <laughs> she's just going, "Help me! Help me! Help!" Me. And I'm just like, "She gave up. <laughs> she gave up real quick." Like, <laughs> well, if she had that much time to yell help. She was like, "But are you actually gonna do anything, or are we just gonna sit here in the dark?" But, but you know, we this synopsis is very to the point. But we need to go back. We need to revert back because what what we're missing are some of the key James Wan scares. Which is set up a game. This one's hide and clap. It's, fi- it's hide and seek, but with an element that you get three claps, or is it two? I think it's three. They, they get a limit of three claps. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're blindfolded. They're walking through the house, and they'll go, first clap, and everyone has to go. Okay. Then the next one, second clap, and third as they get closer. It's kind of like Marco Polo mixed with um, hide and seek. Made by the devil. So, um, <laughs> the ghost picks up on this very quickly. They're like, oh, these people love to play this fucking game all the time. And starts playing with that. You know, mom goes to investigate a clap, thinking one of the kids are down there. Um, she goes down into the cellar. I'm trying to remember this the way. She goes down into the cellar. Yep. Or does she get pushed down? No, no, no. She, she's playing the game. Uh, she hears... Oh, this is the um, wardrobe. This is when the, the hands come out of the wardrobe. Oh, yeah. That, well, there's that first. Yeah. Uh, but then... Okay, so that, there's that. Then later, uh, when they... Uh, she hears clapping from the cellar. Um, yeah. She goes to check it out. And then that's and, and, the... said, and says, like... She gets a little freaked out. And she's like, all right, y'all quit playing down there. 
and goes to go back, the door slams in her she face and falls she down. <laughs> she, she, I mean, she takes a damn tumble down in that step. That's when the ball comes back. All right, yeah, she tumbles down. Uh, her light goes out. Um, well, no, light doesn't go out. No, yet. she's down in there. She's looking around. They're doing the James Wan pan back and forth, and then out of the mess that's down there, the ball. They're, Jumped. they're doing the, the clever girl scare. Yeah, yeah. So she she runs up the stairs, and then the light busts. She's in the dark, and she has matches. One match goes out. Second match. Also, whenever uh, earlier in the film the dad lit a match to look down there, it yeah. lit up like the whole thing. Yeah, this, She this. grabs it, and it just barely lights up her yeah, face. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you see hands pop up behind her and clap. Then, pounding on the door, Dad comes home, people are screaming. At the same time, I believe, this is when the creature... No, 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 this is this This is is when... This is at the same time... That the leg gets pulled. uh, When she appears above the dresser. Is it that one, or is it the leg pull? I feel like... like, uh, This is the problem with these movies. While they are very innovative in some aspects, they are very. Every scene is very interchangeable because it's almost the same type of scare. That's the jump scare thing. Well, they're they're all um. What what am I look? What's the word I'm looking for? It's like, tough. Like like scary horror how. Uh, yeah, tropes. Haunted, haunted, haunted house. Yeah, haunted house tropes, and and he, he these are things we've seen before. They're just done. The the horror doesn't come naturally through the story. Uh, they more just set up the funhouse. Uh, yeah, they set up these times when it's like, okay, now we're bringing in tension. It does it doesn't come from things actually progressing naturally. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, all right, it's time for a scare. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, my favorite scene is the one where, um, let's see, it, I think it's. Uh, Christine. Christine, this is her laying in the bed at night. They complain about a rotten egg smell or rotted meat smell. And and she gets tugged, and she's blaming her sister who's sleeping next to her for it. Then she really gets tugged and wakes yeah. up. It does this really cool thing. Like, she's obviously freaked out. I would be, too. She looks kind of to the side of the bed. Then she looks... She really goes underneath it. When... When she's underneath it, the camera's flipped up like her head, and then the door creaks. Then I don't like I said we were talking about it earlier today, but there's this flip they do with the camera, and I'm sure they've got some kind of rig that just spins it or whatever, or the guy just moves it. But yeah. I was like, that's that's the best scene, that's the best shot that they had this whole movie, in my opinion. I was like, that's a cool shot. It you feel like you're the character, and then she sees somebody behind the door or in the corner that and i guess i've seen these movies enough to be like I, i'm looking at the door and i'm like I'm, i feel like there should be something there but there's nothing there this is like a claw it's like a coat or something that's kind of pretending to be someone there um but that's the first big freak out because the whole family rushes in when she says there's someone behind you and she goes that's part of the family death. Daddy wants my family. He wants my family. My family is going to die. And that... <laughs> but that's the start, and then it slowly progresses. It doesn't slowly. It, it moves slowly, but it quickly progresses. You know, pictures get ripped off the wall. Um, mom's getting bruises. Dad's gone, because he's a trucker, I guess. I don't know. And um, yeah. 
And a lot of times when the dad's going, that's when things. Now, another James Wan favorite is Music Box Loud Toy, something like that, gets picked up by the littlest one where she can see some boy. And she makes her mom say, if you wind it up and look in the mirror, you'll see him appear behind you. And this gets played... Classic Bloody Mary. Yeah, Bloody Mary. It's it's. But James Wan, he likes to do that with like toys and things like that. It's just his like playground. You know, he loves to play with uh, childish imagery to, I guess, an innate feeling in all of us of that fear when we were young. Um, so after that, Carolyn decides to contact demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren who have recently investigated a possessed doll called Annabelle, the Warrens agree to take the case. They conduct an initial investigation and conclude that the house may require an exorcism. But they need authorization from the Catholic Church and further evidence before they can proceed. Ed and Lorraine discover the house once belonged to an accused witch named Bathsheba Sherman, a relative of Marytown Eastie who sacrificed her weak-old child to the devil and killed herself in 1863 at 3.07 in the morning after cursing all who would take her land. They find reports of numerous murders and suicides in houses that were built on the property. So we find out that this property is haunted by a witch. A witch that appears above the curio, which the sleepwalking child bumps her head into. The scare that almost broke my hand. Yeah, yeah, that's the broke hand around the world. Like, this, that scare freaked out your fiancé. <laughs> when I'm just like, what's that crazy witch doing up there? The way that it was shot wasn't even, like... <laughs> it wasn't even, like, it, it trying even to that, hide it. That it was shocking. Like, it was like, she was up there. I was expecting uh, her They to let go. it sit for a second, and then... Big loud music as it zooms in on her, uh, but you already—you should already see her by then. <laughs> she, she might as well be lit by a thousand fucking light bulbs. <laughs> like I'm like, come on, Juan. Like like make it ethereal, make it freaky. Like don't just have white like like <laughs> fucking Edward Scissorhand up there jumping down. It, I don't know. I there's something about the way he does ghosts that until you actually see the ghost. Is scary, but you see the ghost and you're like, eh, eh, that's just a person. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, the the ghost, honestly, I mean, it's she's a creepy looking lady, but for the most part, it's like, that's just an old lady. Yeah, that's just a fucking old lady. That's just an the old Evil lady. Dead did it so much better because you're dealing with people turning into monsters uh, who have no control, and, and that's horrifying. Well, you think about just, like, The Exorcist and how whenever, um, I don't remember the daughter's name. Reagan. Uh, Reagan. Whenever she gets possessed, just how it, like, changes yeah. how she looks. Yeah. Uh, to something that's, like, uncanny. Yeah, see, like, when, when this witch possesses the mom by vomiting black stuff, uh, stealing it from Sam Raimi again, into her mouth, like, the mom's the mom until she doesn't need to be the mom. Like, it's really, like, pick and choose, witch. Like, like go all out or not at all. I don't get it. Like, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and once again, like, you can tell when we enjoy movies. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy watching it again. I'm just saying that the first time was good. 
because I well, I didn't know what to expect. But but it's just like this when you when you watch these things over and over again, and especially when you've watched like I have every adaptation of this universe. Is I haven't this, watched all of them. I have literally seen them all. It is the same stuff. But once again, I'm a fucking sucker too. I'm the one fucking going to see these because I'm hoping one day there'll be one that will be like an elevated horror. Well, one that will have an original thought will take the jump scare and make it the jumpiest scare you've ever had. Yeah. But they don't. They they basically... I mean, that, that... There's always... The thing about this movie is that it, it is the most vanilla kind of horror yeah. movie. It's the Diet uh, Coke of horror. Yeah. It is... Uh, is perfect for new audiences that aren't uh, too big on horror. But it doesn't. It doesn't really hold up to other movies. Now it doesn't have a um, a legacy, kind of like uh, like Evil Dead. Uh, that movie, I mean, that yeah. that movie will have a, a legacy that continues. Yeah, forever because uh, basically it, it, forever. Yeah. because and it it's in part because of how creative it was with its budget. Uh, and the type of imagery that it shows. It's something that sticks in your mind. Uh, even though the story itself is very light, um, it's a whole bunch of... It's a whole lot of fun. But The Conjuring just takes bits and pieces from all the ghost movies over the past, like, 30 years or yeah. so, and takes out all the originality of it and puts it into one nice little package... With the two superhero leading casts. Yes. Like, once they go in, uh, Ed and Lorraine, everybody's, like, super calm. Uh, Ed's fixing leaky pipes and cars. Um, you know, they're the real American family that are coming to save another American family. Um, uh, let's go vote for Donald Trump. Well, in the, in the sequel, they go to... Was it it's an American family that went abroad to save a British family. Yes, I mean like it, it's it's crazy like how they do make these two two <laughs> shyster people look like superheroes. It's nuts, and I, I get it. It's an is the story is original, as in this is something that really happened to a family, or at least they think it did. One thing I'm wondering because. I mean, this is based on a true story, so most of these events should have like happened generally in, the in same a way. way yeah, they yeah. happen. Where's the, where's the footage? Well, see, okay, that I I will say this in the Conjuring Two, the Enfield Haunting. I saw a documentary that was produced by a British TV show about it, and there are a lot of stuff that he he takes besides this transvestite nun that shows up. Um, there's a lot of things that he takes from that that's real. I mean, like, the the scene where she's talking as the man, like, they film that stuff. And she's not turning into the man, but she's... Her voice is changing, but a lot of that stuff's been proven to be false. Just like Ed and Lorraine are. Well, it's like, um... <laughs> there was a movie that, honestly, I don't even remember if this movie was good or not, but it stuck with me. Uh, it's called The Fourth Kind. Oh, great movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Good. Yeah, But, uh, that did this really cool thing of recreating mm -hmm. these supposed uh, these paranormal scenes while also playing the original 
was supposedly original. It, it, I, I don't know if it's it, all fictitious. It's all fictitious. Okay. All of it is. But it, it's very convincing. Very convincing. It, it, it convinced me. Yeah. Because they, they put an older looking version. A mousy lady uh, who seems totally shocked, and the director of it giving the interview. It, it was a very smart movie. It is not my favorite UFO or alien movie, but it is a very good one. Do you want to know what my favorite one is? And I would like to do it for the podcast. Dark Skies. Oh. I thought you were about to say Signs. Cause we've no, had, no. We've I had... do love Signs. But Dark Skies, which is on Netflix if you want to check it out, is an actually a very good... We're not sponsored by Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I need to not get sued. Netflarks. Um, <laughs> or you can watch it on Hulu. <laughs> but anyway... So, so we're not bagging the movie to the point where, like, of course, there's a reason why people went head over heels for it, and there's a reason why the the universe keeps because it is entry level horror. True horror movies will get you to second guess your feelings on things. True horror movies will get you to have nightmares and dream about this and talk to people about what you felt when you watched it. True true horror movies give you actual emotions and 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 scare you not only with monsters with thoughts and feelings you never thought that you would think about and these movies are the facade of it it's like okay what if your family had to go through this obviously we'd all be freaked out and scared too maybe we would hire ed and lorraine but but the conjuring just gives us a villain and gives us heroes just like a very boring yeah. villain. Now, now they do it with Annabelle, they do it with the nun, and they do it with every kind. I, I will say, at the very least, um, I did not watch the nun, so I don't know how well. But Annabelle was a better like ghost villain. Well, kinda. Annabelle was a demon or, or, the whole yeah. time. But I mean, Annabelle, I guess because it had that that doll. Yeah, uh, gave it more of a of a very like om- ominous feel, and I, I yeah. do enjoy the Annabelle movies over the. Conjuring. I like Annabelle creation. I did not like the first. See, I'm one of the Annabelle. few that enjoys the first one. I like the aesthetic. The I really enjoy. I think that was in the '60s. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I like the two very, even though they're pretty cookie cutter too. I like the two um, protagonists, and. Um, at the end it fell apart but if we end up watching it we'll talk about it but there's some weird shit at the end of that movie with a black woman su- giving, like commit suicide and I was like that's kind of weird <laughs> Like, I was kind of like I'll save your baby I'm a black person <laughs> let me jump out this window Are you I get the AC code on <laughs> getting spooked um, conjuring ah um, <laughs> my dick again um <laughs> so we've, we've talked very little about the movie. We've talked more about how bad this movie is. So let's continue with the... the So so um, they begin to investigate. There are some cool cool shots. I, I really like it when they hear the... They, they set up like paranormal activity level stuff for the 70s. Okay? Yeah. You ain't got cameras in there looking for demons. You've got... Well, you they know, do have cameras. Well, like picture cameras, but yeah. like you got like big boom mics picking up audio. Big you've got mics, 
UV lights. Yeah, you got trip wires. You've got James Wan's surrogate Asian person in there um, who's hitting on the teenage daughter, which in the 70s would not be a cool thing. Um, you've got uh, little dingy doorbells that whenever things open up, um, and some cool things start to happen. Noises are made. And, and um, uh, my favorite scene of that investigation is when they do go down into the basement, they get a handheld camera, and you see it from that vision, and they turn that mic on. And there's something eerie about that high-fidelity mic and that shaky camera, once again, kind of found footage look. That was very effective. However, nothing happened. I don't think anything ever happened. Well, I think it's that expectation. Yes. Especially once they turn up the volume, you think, oh, man, if something happens, it's going to... I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah, it's going to blast my eardrums out. I can't wait. Let's do something. But they don't. They play with the expectation in this. They draw out the scares. Um, uh, they have a, a, a useless character in a cop, Brad, Yep. that comes in, who I fucking hate. He's the skeptic. He's the one that has to change his mind about ghosts and spooks and specters. You think a draft did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your face getting freaked out. No, what are you talking about, man? There that ain't nothing there. Um, but he's the one that ends up getting fucked over the most. I think he gets almost blasted by a shotgun and his ear bitten off or something. Yeah. So, like, the little bit of blood. out of his cheek. Yeah, you, a little bit of blood you see in this R-rated movie. Uh is happens to Brad, which I'm kind of happy about. Fuck Brad. Um, so they're trying to get gather evidence for the Catholic Church because we all know the Catholic Church love loves evidence. They love <laughs> pedophilia. They love evidence hidden and buried. Um, you know, did did my son get touched by the priest? Probably. I'm a Catholic. It was probably the ghost. It was the ghost that did it. Ed and Lorraine were there. They're very trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, to gather evidence, Ed and Lorraine placed cameras and bells around the house to help of their assistant Drew Thomas, the Asian guy, and a Harrisville police officer, Brad Hamilton, the douchebag. One morning, as Ed, Drew, and Roger take the children out for ice cream, Bathsheba appears in Carolyn's room and vomits her blood into Carolyn's mouth. That was actually my favorite scene. Uh, I really, my, your favorite shot is the yeah, yeah I love that. I love that. Yeah. My favorite is the the cloth going onto yeah, that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that was the cool. and then it and then goes it up into the window and then it drops from the, the window, window and there's something that, that was a pretty neat little little scare. And then like when she's when she wakes up and that <laughs> creepy ass woman's above her. That's, that's shades of Evil Dead. I like that part too. Well, I love the uh, yeah. how the ghost doesn't just like like turn over; it just kind of hovers. Yeah, above yeah, it's kind of which uh, pans. Which there's, there's another. <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> you, you didn't see me there. Um, there's another cool scene. Uh, um, whenever like the haunting gets real bad, and Lorraine falls down into the basement where where the witch's legs just drop down like it's being hung over. Well, that, see, that actually just makes me laugh. I, I know it's funny because it you can tell like it twists and she's like ah and runs away and then they pull her and they they cut it. They should have cut it quicker, but like she kind of stops. <laughs> well, what I, what I really love about that is so Lorraine is like under a table or yeah, something. Yeah. 
the legs come down, and then the the legs it goes, turn, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, to come after. Yeah, yeah. But like, it just goes, <laughs> it just <laughs> goes right in the table. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, cut it quicker. <laughs> like, show the camera underneath the feet going after her. Like, why why don't you just hit the table? Uh, and that was where uh, there's another ghost scare, which he's down there and. There's a big fat ghost. I'm not body. Yeah, shaming. I'm not body of, shaming ghost. One of the the previous victims. Yes, of, of the uh, possession. Yes, of of this. So, like, I also want to. I also want to say this. Like, they say that they are being haunted by an inhuman spirit, bro. That bitch is human. Wait, did they say an inhuman I think so. spirit yeah. for? I know they said that for Annabelle, but I didn't think they said that. I think, that I, think I remember, because I remember when they said I said, don't try to make this witch like something demonic. Like, she may have been a devil worshiper, but what, did Satan go, hey, you killed your child. Now you're inhuman. I'm going to go listen to Andrew I mean, WK. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that makes some sense uh with her with her being an actual like satan worshiping witch mm-hmm. uh, she would she would be more powerful you think she would a, that satan would have granted her more demonic possession powers because of her witching but it it ultimately just makes the the whole thing well it makes it a little confusing silly and confusing uh, yes because for one, one of the things that I, I really liked about the idea of it being a demon is that, like, it wasn't ever a human, so in its way of, like, following these steps uh, to, uh, it, to get to possession, was it... I, I don't remember what the steps are called. Um, it is... Um, it is infestation. Infestation, oppression, and possession. Yes. Yes. So, infestation, it's a... The m- horror movie tropes of like, oh, they're just like banging things around. Yeah, banging, why, knocking. Why isn't this ghost actually doing anything? Well, it's like, hey, we gave you a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oppression. We we're trying to or infestation. Your your house has bugs in it. They're ghosts of all these previous owners. They're they're knocking. They're hiding. They're jumping out. They're pulling legs. The anyway. So then you oppress the demon forces y'all to, to get out of your rooms. They're sleeping in the living room type yeah. of thing, tying doors. And then they prey on the weakest one, which is the mother, yeah. to possess. And because she is a inhuman spirit by default because of her, you know, her and the devil being bros. Um, but so, with, if the ghost was non-human, never lived, uh, that ghost would have to learn human learn some human things in order to to interact with for scares yeah uh and so like things like the ball uh the piano the ghost when the when the ghost plays the piano it's the exact same notes that she hit that yeah they played earlier in the, the one trope trope of what you're seeing in this spooky place will come back but so it would make sense if uh, a demon who didn't know anything else about piano, but was like, hey, "This is this is what he did earlier." Yeah, <laughs> I can play. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, demon. 
Um, I, no, I'm with you. Like, like, I, it's hard to like. I don't know. Like, the movie does a good job whenever things aren't seen, but as soon as things start being seen, it, it's once once the story really starts wrapping up. Yeah. And like, you've got all the pieces together. That's when it starts to not make as much sense. I and mean, also be super silly. Like. Uh, you, you have some, so you have these other ghosts in this movie. Um, yeah, we're we're not gonna get through. The, uh, <laughs> hey, look, synopsis. look, look. So, so, okay, you're right. Okay, go ahead, continue with your thing. But so there, there are these other ghosts in the movies uh, that you think are also haunting and being harmful and stuff, but they're actually not. They're kind of warning the family. They're trying of to help Bathsheba. Yeah, yeah. But, and so the sixth sense. Uh, has something very similar if you ever seen it. Um, Which if you have, I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? You, you should stop this. No, 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 movie. don't. You continue. We're about to ruin it for you. <laughs> so there's these go. All the ghosts. Uh, all these interactions are really tense and scary. But it's from the mind of a child. Um, yeah, you're looking at the viewpoint of a child. And so once you get towards the end, and you learn that these ghosts were actually. Uh, just scared and looking for help. It recontextualizes all the interactions, and you realize, oh yeah, these ghosts have never actually done anything bad before. They it was just, just spooking. I mean, they yeah. just they're popping up out of nowhere, and yeah, they're just, they're just kind of scary looking. Yeah, but there's not there's not a threat. And when you um, realize that Bruce Willis has a hairpiece on, but the ghosts, the other ghosts in The Conjuring. Are supposed to fill that same role. They're they're warning them, and yet why are these ghosts like throwing themselves Go at on. these people and like? Didn't one like say she took my eyes or something? I don't know. Or, like or, she was like she made me do, do this, this and then attacked Brad. Yeah, I mean like it, it just it just it it's like is the witch using them to scare them as they're tr- pretending like they're trying to help or trying to get them in the right place. Is the witch just being these people she's already possessed and doing this to them? It's never explained, and I guess deep down they don't have to explain it, but it just makes it, it just makes it kind of boring. Like I, I was bored during most of the movie, and 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 I, I don't know. I was excited when I first started watching. I was like, all right, cool, Annabelle. Like I remember this. Let's do this. And as I started, I realized I don't really like this movie. <laughs> like. It's a it's a huge movie. It made a ton of money. People it started a gigantic franchise, and it, it just isn't scary. I mean, there's not a, uh, there's not. I haven't seen it in years, and there was nothing I wasn't already aware of gonna happen. And I, well, see, my thing about this movie, and I I was already starting to get the, to this point uh, whenever this movie came out. Um, just understanding this kind of like popular way of doing horror movies and the way they do scares and the kind of pacing that they do um, I, I came up with what with what I call the three second rule which is literally whenever the tension builds and you get that the the music is kind of rising and then it stops exactly three seconds count to three and there is going to be your jump scare. Yeah, left, uh, left, right, left pan, right pan. Ah, well that that's that left, right, left. Ah, scare. 
that I call that the clever girl. Yeah, because that that's oh, exactly what they did in um Jurassic in Jurassic Park. Park. Well, and and it is affected to some extent, and and some of the, and a lot of those uh, spinoffs have used that. And there's one in the Nun that that actually was it 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 was the best part of it because it shirked the left right left ah it was the left right left up ah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that got me because I wasn't expecting that. But, you know, I mean, there there is some creativity in this movie. It's mostly done through the filmmaking. It's not done through the scares. It's not done through the character building. It's done. It's not definitely not done through the script. It, it's done through the actual filming Juan trying different things. So, I, I mean, I, I like some of the shots. But when you get to this climactic scene, okay... The Warrens go to the Catholic church, and you've got the pedophile a priest there. And he's like, mm, those kids sure look scared. No, no, that didn't happen. But he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, this is going to have to go straight to the Vatican because they're not believers. <laughs> we, don't, we don't help people that don't believe and pay us money and then let us rape their kids. Um, they, uh, but then, but he's like, Ed and Lorraine, you know, they are like, they're like, they might as well be priests themselves because they're like, Father, we got to protect this family. And he's like, I'll, ca- I'll talk to the Pope myself. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Pope? Yes, are you raping children? Yes, I am. <laughs> um, anyway, so then it happens. They, they, even though Ed and Lorraine have already told them this, they said, no matter where you go, this globbed on to you. They take him to a hotel. Oh yeah, that was another thing. I was wondering, why are you doing? This? Why? Why you, did you leave? Why? It's gonna happen anyway. Just let him stay home. So, so father and a couple of the girls go out to I guess get food, and when they come back, mom's possessed mom, who's possessed and whenever she wants to be possessed. See, I don't even think. The, the dad left because whenever they get there yeah oh wait never mind never yeah, mind no. I'm, no I'm you're I'm remembering yeah, things yeah. wrong so they're at the hotel and they're like yeah. mom mom took I think it was the two the youngest and the the one that said my family yeah um they take they take them to back to the house to murder them and kill herself because like all Bathsheba needs is like two of them don't need all of them yeah. just need two Okay, the yeah, little I mean, one. You you could have gotten a, you could have gotten a, pentakill if you stayed at home. Yeah, I mean shit, shit. They could have put the vagrant off the street and said, "Come on, I got some heroin," and then killed that one too while you're at it. And it's like, where'd that guy come from? Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, it could have been uh, what's her name from Evil Dead. So, um, so they, they they go back. So now it's a race back to the house. They go in. There's a bunch of bird scares happening. Birds are flying through windows while James Wan surrogates looking for April, and and they find oh, my American girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, my my white girlfriend. <laughs> so they're they're going. You know, there's birds flying through windows. They've got the mom down in the basement, and this is when the exorcist shit happens. They go, they go. Well, Ed, you got to do the exorcism. And and the dad rightfully goes, uh, you 
need to be a priest to do an exorcism. Oh, no, no, let's, no, no. You know all that stuff you know about the Catholic Church besides the pedophilia? You can be anybody and do an exorcism. So, he begins reading. Like, I, I got my cross necklace. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's like, he might as well rip his shirt open and it has an S when he pulls that cross out. Um, so, so he's reading the rites and they're tying her down now. I will say this, and, and we, we miss, we're missing stuff because we're talking about how shitty this movie is. Um, I'm going to go back real quick. All right, Annabelle comes back in the movie because, oh, yeah. Yeah. because Judy, the daughter, gave her mother a lock and said that we will be linked, wink, wink, um, if you have this. When she runs from the hanging legs that run into the chair, <laughs> leaves, she leaves the locket there. The ghost spins the locket and now is in their house. It does some really cool stuff with Judy waking up and hearing things, and she goes down, and then like the lights dim and like darkness falls. I really like that. That was a really cool yeah. effect. She goes into the room and notices that the the room of evil relics is open. She gets kind of pushed into this room, and there's Bathsheba rocking the chair with Annabelle. Well, I was actually wondering, was that Bathsheba yeah. in there with Annabelle, yeah, or was that the the actual demon. No, that was that was Bathsheba. That was Bathsheba. Mm. So, it's just a play of, of tricks because Annabelle never left the the thing. That was just a play. Um, so she's rocking it just like. Well, what do you mean she never left the thing? Cause they they pan the camera without it's, the the kid there. I think a lot of it is. Mi- I think it's just a ploy by the ghost. Like I think it's just an. Uh, you know the the whole room's getting dark. I mean that's not real. I mean. I think it's just like what the ghost can do. I don't think Annabelle actually left. I think it's just part of it. How powerful is this ghost? How powerful? Can, she can teleport from location to location because of a linked locket. <sighs> so stupid. But but anyway, so Annabelle's there. She's combing the hair of Annabelle. Annabelle's head tilts to the... Because see, Annabelle really never moves. It's just being controlled by something. The head tilts back and looks. <laughs> and you're just seeing the ghost. Like yeah, grab yeah, the yeah. grab the top of the Does head real? and turn it. Yeah, Does this look real. <laughs> and start starts like moving the mouth of yeah, it, yeah. like a and the hand and like the... waves up and down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm Annabelle. I'm and I like need, you I see LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> see Bathsheba talking out the side of her mouth like, Hey, who's one of your souls? <laughs> <laughs> I like you, doll. And then the <laughs> and then um. She's banging on the door. Grandma's there. Ed and Lorraine show up at the right time again. And they get the door open. And then the chair, empty chair, turns and gets flung out. And a really bad CG effect yeah, is shown. Really Real bad. bad. Like, pra- you can't have a practical broken chair. It's a fucking chair. Um, anyway, so back to the exorcism. So there's a really cool part where, like, the pipes and the, the whole house is shaking. And she flips upside down. And hangs upside down in a chair. That is a really cool effect. Now, that yeah. was not bad CG. That was really cool. It hits the top of the ceiling and bangs on the ceiling a couple times. Then she falls and breaks. They're chasing her through the catacombs of the house because this house is uh, ever sprawling. There's uh, trap doors and hallways that don't lead in. It's basically the Winchester Mystery yeah, yeah, hidden passages. It's the Winchester Mystery House. Um, so they get stuck in... Where they pull the girl out of the floor, they get stuck there, and she's all, and uh, and then he goes, Bathsheba, leave the family alone. And <laughs> she goes, Rah! 
And then all that saves the day. Which, uh, um, that, that part where she turns her head, you can see the cut <laughs> there. So dumb. All that saves the day in the end is superhero Lorraine putting her hand on her and goes, Remember that day at the beach, beach, beach? And then flashbacks of these kids running to the beach. And she's like, Bleh! and then starts throwing up Bathsheba. And Bathsheba is defeated. No more will she possess anybody else because of the beat. She was just like, good feelings. <laughs> I hate the salty air. <laughs> Love. <laughs> God. Oh, oh, let me throw myself up. <laughs> and that's it. And when they walk out the house in the morning, because it goes straight from night to daylight. And all the cars are still on. Yeah, everything is good. I'm so happy. I'm so sorry, baby. I couldn't help it. I was possessed by an evil fucking witch that wanted to kill you. Will you ever forgive me? Ed and Lorraine, save the day again. Then, go back to the house. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, no, they say, oh, that was the, that was Father Harris. Uh, he wants us to check out a case in upstate New York. Amityville. But for, first, they, they go, uh, your, your exorcism was approved. Oh, of course it was. Cue the laugh track. Yeah, <laughs> Bad timing. Um, yep. So they they're heading straight to Amityville for Conjuring Two. Then slow Except pan. That wasn't in. Huh? Conjuring Two wasn't. Well, yeah, it was in the beginning. That that was the cold opening. Conjuring Two was the. And she's walking around Amityville doing the DeFeo shotgun murders with the son. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, that's how. Um, like, it's been a while. Since that's how. It's been even longer. That's how forgetful these movies are. I mean, yeah. So. So anyway. <clears throat> uh, it pans slowly to that music box. Remember that music box? Remember the music box with the and the clown pops up and opens yeah. up. And there's the mirror, and it zooms in the mirror, and you're expecting one last jump scare. But then you're super elated because it's over. <laughs> the movie's done. I was scared shitless the whole time. I'm going to tell you this. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. It was not very good. <laughs> it was it was refreshing when it first came out. And it's, it's still not a very bad movie. I don't understand. I mean, this... Even the first time me and my girlfriend watched it, she almost broke my hand. She did it again when we watched it again. Yeah, but... Something about these movies are effective to the average audience. Yeah, yeah, but people who like... Like, like once again, we always do this. I'm a big nut for horror. I'm nut for horror. Yeah. He's a semi-nut. I've... willingly put my mind and eyeballs through some bad stuff because I love the feeling of getting scared and I love a good movie that that makes me think and we have been this this podcast will give get us a deep dive into all different types of horror however I think that has kind of numbed me to these Hollywood horror movies you know now yeah. I think it chapter one was a great movie I think It Chapter 2 was not a good movie. It Chapter 1, and we definitely will watch this movie. Oh, for sure. talk about it one day. But It Chapter 1 was at its absolute best 
when it wasn't even being a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was a it was, good movie. Yeah. And that and that's the difference between something that is is teeing you up like a like a golf ball to get knocked out of the park. That's totally different opposite sports references. But that's all this movie is. It's it's getting you teed up for a loud noise or an image, then it's back to getting you teed up for another loud noise or image. Yeah. And 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 while it has made tons of movies, if you love true horror movies, I imagine you feel like we feel. But then again, if we would have done this podcast in 2013, right after it, we may not have felt the I same. I said this is fantastic. Yeah, but that is it is tried and true, and the tropes are just oversold now. And, you know, maybe one day they'll come back because I know that there's a third Conjuring movie coming out called The Devil Made Me Do It. I don't know what... I actually just found out about it when yeah. I went to print yeah. off that yeah. synopsis. Yeah, there's another one coming out, and I'm sure there's another nun on the way, and I'm sure that the Annabelle Comes Home opened up that um, relic room with a bunch of spooks that you didn't know about, and I'm sure they will well, the very that. That's the thing about the conjuring as a franchise when it right at the beginning they give you this room full of all these haunted items yeah every single one of those items could have their own a movie room. yeah it's crazy like and they spin offs based off them like yeah. origin stories yeah. that you know aren't necessarily real retconning every movie so you can i mean like they retcon the nun Back to the video of that guy um, who is being possessed and that scared uh, Lorraine mm-hmm. had to death. They retconned that. Yeah. And I'm like, they, they like overdubbed the voices to make it where that fit in. Yeah. And it, 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 like I said, Annabelle Comes Home is a fun movie. Annabelle 2 is a fun movie. However, there's not much character development there. We just feel bad for orphans. Annabelle 1 was okay. A lot of people don't like it. I like it. So pretty much the Annabelle movies are the only thing I really like out of this franchise. And we will see them eventually. There's a lot of horror movies to go through. But we're going to go through the full spectrum, the full gamut. I mean, we'll go through sicko gore-out horror. We'll do um, very like existential dread horror. We're going to go through sci-fi horror. Um, we're going to go through it all. But... We don't really have a, a ranking system or anything like that, but out of the three movies we've seen so far, it's definitely down at the bottom. I would say if we were to, to rank this movie in any kind of way, this would be just right at the middle. Yep. This would be a 5 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, a very average movie with a high budget. Yes. So, I hope you enjoyed us uh, skewing this movie. Um it wasn't the intention when we walked in <laughs> we were going to talk about it but it just led itself to that I so. hope you enjoyed the numerous uh, pedophilia jokes yes yes there'll be plenty more pedophilia jokes anytime there's Catholicism in a horror movie from me <laughs> um, I think that they deserve that a little bit um, but for Cat Scare Podcast I'm Campbell I'm Michael have a good night I'm a dick